Hi everybody, welcome to the first episode of Mind and Clay, a podcast about pottery and mental health. I'm your host, Elisa. Recently, I've written a book, Mental Healing Through Clay, a journey to self-acceptance and stress relief. In my book, I talk about my experience with depression. And I talk about my passion, pottery. In short, I talk about my journey. I mention often in my book, my journey is not finished and how I would like to raise awareness about depression and mental health through an ongoing dialogue. I would like to start this dialogue with this podcast by reading a chapter of my book so that you get me to know a bit better and make this process of starting a podcast easier on me too. I was born on June 30th, 1976 in Italy. I spent my childhood partly in Italy and partly in the Netherlands, having an Italian father and a Dutch mother. Growing up as an only child, I often felt lonely, longing for company. I remember that I always wished for a brother while I was a child. The desire for friendship led to the continuous search for company outside the family home. I always looked for friends and gave huge importance to family bonds. At a younger age, my friends were mostly boys, but at a later stage, I developed a number of friendships with both girls and boys. I was often the initiator and was not shy in suggesting games to friends. On the other hand, there were always people I admired and remember vividly observing them unnoticed to see how they did things and tackled certain situations. My longing for company dominated my youth and I was heavily dependent on friendships. Throughout this period, I was lucky enough to have many friends and had no difficulty in socializing and creating new relationships. However, I suffered periods of isolation too, as is common when growing up, especially during my teenage years. I remember that time being very painful and extremely formative to my character. After the primary school, which I spent mostly in the Netherlands, I pursued my secondary education in Italy at the European School of Varese. It was a great school where I came in contact with so many nationalities and so many different cultures. Most of it all, it gave me an open mentality, which I learned to appreciate, especially at a later age. This open mentality, in combination with effortless good results at school and a solid solid knowledge of five languages gave me many opportunities in life. I will always be grateful to my father who made the huge effort to send me to that school, pay the fees and commute long distances to his work every day, leaving him only with a few shreds of free time. After graduating, I would have loved to have studied biology. However, my father insisted that I study law to broaden my future professional opportunities, and so I did, only because I was told to do so. For the good girl I was, 
No worries, my times for rebellion came later. I was determined to graduate in the shortest time possible and took my master's degree in March 1999. My wish was to become financially independent as soon as I could and I started my first job on a temporary basis at the European Commission shortly thereafter. After a year, as the contract could not be renewed and I looked for other opportunities in Italy and abroad and as a result of that, moved to Brussels, Belgium, at the end of August 2000. I worked for different Dutch law firms for shorter periods, both in Brussels and in Amsterdam, and finally settled in Brussels, working for one of the greatest and most reputable Dutch law firms in the field of European competition law. Soon after that, I returned to university to study for a master's degree in law in Belgium as I had no direct access to the Brussels bar with my Italian degree. So I began to study for a law degree in Belgium, which usually takes five years. Fortunately, as many exams done in Italy were recognized, I was only required to follow a two-year program of lectures followed by exams. I decided, together with my mentor at the law firm, that this challenging program had to be completed within a year instead of two and I plunged into an academic year working in daytime following lectures and courses in the evenings and weekends and studying whatever time was left. It was extremely hard, but I graduated on June 30th, 2001. However, being absolutely exhausted, I was unable to attend my graduation ceremony and asked one of my colleagues working at the university to collect my certificate for me. Just after obtaining my second master's degree, I met the love of my life and realized very soon that I wanted to create a family with him. I left the law firm in 2003 without finalizing my apprenticeship as an attorney and started a new job in public procurement and contract negotiation at the European Commission in Belgium, which allowed me to have a much better work-life balance. We married in October 2002 and my sons were born in 2004 and 2006. Even though it was a challenging time having two small boys in the house, I remember this as being a very happy period. However, during this time, from a professional point of view, I became restless and so assumed additional responsibilities at work. This introduced me to international nuclear law and I decided to dive right in, applying for a postgraduate course at the University of Montpellier, graduating in early 2008. Prior to graduating, I presented an article at the International Nuclear Law Association Congress in 2007. In 2008, our daughter was born. Our family was now complete. I had always wished as a child to be in her position, the youngest of the family with two big brothers. However, she does not share this feeling, but this is understandable as one never appreciates one's own situation and always looks for something better. I guess that's human nature. The grass is always greener on the other side of the fence, isn't it? Following my daughter's birth, I decided to dedicate more time to my family. Previously, 
I had been in positions of responsibility and high-profile work, but I felt that with three small children, I should be a more present mom, and so took on less onerous positions at work. After an initial positive experience, I ultimately ended up in an environment that at first glance seemed ideal, but soon revealed itself to be extremely toxic. In my life, I've never shied away from challenges or hard work and occasionally was subject to bouts of stress. Stress can be invigorating for a limited time, pushing you to go that extra mile and it can be even acceptable for longer times if recognition is received at the end. However, when professional choices are made in order to have a better work-life balance, making huge sacrifices, investing time and energy in studies and professional experience, this new work and its toxic environment proved to be a huge blow to my personality, which I had not seen coming. The period between 2012 and 2014 was extremely hard on me, due to the deceitful mind games and petty behavior bullying, manipulation, undermining my work, and personal attacks by management, amongst others, I started doubting myself, doubting my qualities, talents, usefulness. In short, I started doubting my existence. I still think about this period with a twitch and an occasional tear. This period has had a huge impact on me, and I deem myself lucky to be telling you about it here. While recovering from my difficult episodes in my life, I started, partly unconsciously, looking for creative outlets to deal with my feelings. I started to paint and write poems, some of which can be found in this book. My husband, who knows me better than I know myself, in the meantime, encouraged me to take a ceramics course, telling me that I had to do something with my hands, something creative. It was only after much convincing that I agreed to give it a try and I was immediately hooked. I enrolled for the first year of a five-year adult course in ceramics at the Academy of Fine Arts in Lier, Belgium, and clay has not left my sight ever since. Indeed, it has played a crucial role in my journey to inner healing. However, the healing process was not immediate. Actually, I wonder whether I will fully heal ever again. Nevertheless, I noticed that after a year I was able to pick up the pieces and slowly but steadily start living again. In the process of getting on my feet again, anxious and somewhat curious, I started a course in psychology in order to understand what had happened to me and I attained my professional diploma in clinical psychology in 2016. In hindsight, this is typically me, I need to be understanding the things thoroughly in order not to feel uncomfortable. This is probably due to my persistent sense of low self-esteem that I feel the need to combat happenings I cannot comprehend with in-depth studies and degrees. I am unable to let go and accept 
that some things just happen, or accept that knowing everything about psychology does not prevent any depression. In 2017, my professional circumstances required me to start a new study in environmental coordination, opening up a completely new branch of knowledge and competencies. I graduated in 2019 after passing my exam and defending the arguments presented in my thesis on the Environmental Management Auditing Scheme, AMOS. In that same year, 2019, I concluded my studies at the Academy of Fine Arts in Lier with a presentation of my work in ceramics, my Ikigai. In truth, I do not know whether all these additional investments in my education were an overall good idea. It felt better at the time, so probably it was a natural choice for me to get back to my stressful way of living. However, occasionally strong spikes of suffering rose to the surface again. Perhaps I should have taken the time to get comfortable in my status quo before moving ahead. However, this was the way I dealt with my feelings before my depression. I used to plunge myself into a new study, a new challenge, in order to give myself esteem a new boost. All the energy spent on education made me feel better and more qualified for a short period of time, but it drained my energy levels as well. I was used to being very hard on myself, setting myself deadlines and difficult goals in order to feel the satisfaction when I would overcome the hurdles. Maybe the next time I will be able to ignore the challenges my brain throws at me. Maybe this time I have learned the lesson that life tries to teach me and accept my limits without feeling hurt. Maybe from now on I will be kinder and more gracious to myself and appreciate myself for who I am without the feeling the need to experience life through a textbook. In 2020, the worldwide pandemic gave me more time to reflect on possible steps forward and ways of reducing the enormous stress I felt at that time. I felt trapped in my busy life as a working mom and looked for possible solutions that could allow a drastic turn around. I wanted to live my life consciously and wanted to get rid of the feeling that I was merely holding on to a daily survival modus. As from January 1st, 2020, my husband accepted a working position in Ireland, which meant that he would travel heavily during the week from Belgium to Ireland for business. At first, we expected to continue our life as it was. The children and I would stay in Belgium and my husband would continue traveling around as he had done in the years prior. However, I soon felt that the toll of this stressful lifestyle, which we had maintained for some years, was unsustainable and, after a thorough evaluation of the situation, my husband and I decided that I should take a career break and that we would all settle in Ireland as a family. Since my arrival in Ireland, I decided to give myself the chance to see how I could combine my passion for clay with my work. 
Instead of pretending to be someone that did not feel like me, I try to understand who I am and what I really want. First and foremost, I am a mother and a wife. I am a daughter, a niece and a friend. I am a sociable, creative and sensitive person and I love clay. I love honest and open conversations and a hearty laugh. I love being lost in time, seeing and experiencing new things and learning. This is the end of the chapter of my book. I hope you liked it and I hope it helps you to get to know me better and appreciate the situations I was in before and after I um, encountered depression. I hope to see you next time for another chapter. Bye for now.